Hello, once again. Good morning. We okay? Awesome, awesome. Before I go further, allow me to wish um, to my big brother, uh, elder brother, and a friend a happy birthday to uh, Nicholas. <laughs> happy birthday. We love you, uh, Nicholas. Awesome. It's really a wonderful time. Once again, here we are on uh, OC 40 Days hosting the presence. It's been such a, you know, we've been looking forward to this amazing time. And we pray that uh, during this period of time that really we are going to be the people that hosts God's presence. How many of us are looking forward to what God will do with us during this period of time? I'm so expectant myself. My heart is so open. And I'm looking forward for more. You know, last year, as we were on our OC40, after that, God did really a lot of things. There were testimonies of what God did. And this year is another time. I pray that God is going to do great things through you, great things in our lives, and we will stay, uh, we will live to testify. Amen. How many of us are looking forward to a testimony for what God will do? You know, if you believe it, and if you look forward for it, God will make it happen for you. So we are opening today with, um, with, with, with your authority to release his presence. You know, we're talking about God's presence. So today we're looking at our authority, the, our authority to release God's presence. In this series, Hosting the Presence, we are going to look at where do we get our authority. To release God's presence. What do we mean? What has happened in the time past? And what is happening? And what is God's expectation? So to do that, I've divided my message in three. Like three divisions. Where we are going to be looking at the background of our authority. We're looking at our authority to release God's uh, presence. So we're going to look at that background. And we are going to look at what Jesus came to do. And after that, we are going to look at our responsibility as believers, and God's expectation over us. Let us just pray before we go further. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your presence that is ever-present with us. We thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit that is with us. And God, we thank you for the manifest presence that does great things in our lives. We thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit that you promised to us and he is with us and is alive and around with us. We thank you, Lord, because you achieve greater things through us, O oh Lord, by your Spirit. And we ask of you, Lord, today that may you lead us, Spirit of God. May you be our senior partner. May you lead us to fulfill God's desire for our lives in our time and in our generation. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen. Praise God. Uh, I just want to let you know before we go any further that the focus and the aim of this period of time uh, of uh, hosting the presence, the aim of this series is to discover how each one of us uh, can become a person who hosts the presence of God and also want to learn how to partner with the kingdom of heaven and see to it that it is released here on earth. We want to see like in the Lord's prayer. We want to see that let your kingdom come. 
Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Hallelujah. Can you say that with me? Let your kingdom come. I want to hear you. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. That's what we want to do. As we host the presence of God, we want to see the kingdom of God released in our time. As we move, we want to see the kingdom of God becoming a reality to people, to our lives, community. So we want to be a people that hosts each or one of us hosts the presence of God. And we want to see to it that we partner with God. We partner with him in releasing his kingdom here on earth. You know, if we are to become world changers, it is important that first of all we realize our authority. The authority that we have and the source of that authority. Before we exercise it even in our lives, before we experience breakthrough that the presence brings with it, we have to realize our authority and where that authority comes from. So when we realize where the source of our authority, then we are going to move out with boldness and begin to change our world. Amen? And, and then this cannot be just like a concept or a teaching. Hosting the presence and moving in authority has to be a reality for every Christian. Moving in authority, possessing things, you know, in a, in a spiritual realm and moving and changing things is a life, is a reality of every Christian. You know, we have been freely given God's presence so that we can also freely release it. God wants us to release his presence wherever we go. And with that authority comes change. We will be able to change things. We will change situations. We will change our world if we understand the authority that we have as believers in the law, in God, in Christ. We have to understand the believer's authority here on earth. We are not here alive on this particular time as an accident or a hazard. We are here on a mission and for a purpose. And with that purpose, God has given you and me authority in his name. To be able to cause change to happen. To be able to, to cause change here on earth. So I want to take you really on, on that journey. And before that, you know, Bill Johnson says something and I, I really like it. He says, God called and positioned mankind to be the delegated authority over the planet that he created. So now, I want us to go to Genesis to understand his statement. You know, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 up to verse 2, we see something. The Bible says that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Okay. We go before the world was created, before creation. We see God must minding something. He's planning something that was not seen with the eyes, with the physical eyes, that could not be seen by probably uh, the living creatures around, like the angels and other things could not see. But we see the Spirit of God is hovering 
over the surface of the water. He's hovering on the emptiness. He's hovering over the darkness. He's hovering over the waters. And there's nothing created yet. But the Spirit of God is jealously himself guarding something so precious that God had in mind. And we later on will see that in Genesis chapter 1 verse 20, in chapter 1, chapter 2, and chapter 3, we see God creating. We see God had created everything. God had created the world now. After that, you know, after the Holy Spirit, God had to begin to command the waters to separate. God had to begin to command the waters to begin to give birth to fish. God had to command, you know, um, the air to give birth to things. The soil to give birth to, you know, trees and plants and vegetation. Animals of different kinds to come up about. And the creation took place and started. But before the creation was done, we see the presence of the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Preparing the future. Preparing the manifestation. We see the Spirit of God hoovering. We see the Spirit of God covering. We see the Spirit of God is moving around the surface to protect what was beneath the waters. To protect what was about to give birth. To protect what was in God's heart and God's mind. Then it means that when this creation started, it was not in the absence of the Holy Spirit. He was there. And then we see when Adam and Eve were finally created, the Bible says that they dwelt in the presence of God. And they had fellowship with God every, every morning and every evening. The presence of God was so real in their lives such that nothing else existed but the presence of God. They dwelt in the presence of God. They shined in the presence of God. They enjoyed living there. They had full control. They had full authority in the presence of God to command things, to make things happen such that Adam became like God on earth. He had to name every creation that God created. He was given that authority. And now we see in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Let me read with you. Let me read this for you. Let me show you what God did. Verse 26, the Bible says, Then God said, Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea, and the birds in the sky, over the livestock, and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. Verse 28 says, God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with it in it, with seed in it, they will be yours for food. And to all the beasts of the earth and all the birds in the sky and all the creatures that move along the ground, everything that has the, bre that has the breath of life in it, I give every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw all that he had made and it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. So we see God created, and he needed somebody to have the authority over everything that he created. So God created man in his image. In his likeness, God created them. And what does the Bible say? God gave them authority. 
to govern over everything that he had created. He gave them authority to rule. He gave them authority to set trends, to give direction, to provide leadership. He gave them authority also to release his presence over God's creation. Because it was only God and man who had fellowship. God did not have a fellowship with the horses. God did not come to a fellowship with the lions. He did not have to, he did not come to a fellowship with the snakes and everything in the garden. But God came twice every day to a fellowship with man that he had created in his presence. And it was man's responsibility to release God's presence over the creation so that there will be sustainability. Are you with me? So that's the authority that God gave to man. To the extent that he said that you have to name them. And when man named them, God said, that's a very good name. There was no objection to what man named. No matter the name that man gave to the, God, to the creation that God had created, God endorsed it. So much authority. So much authority. Man had to stay, to, to live in this authority that... You, the man, the man and the woman God had created, they had to stay continuously in the presence of God. They had to remain in a standing relationship with God for that authority to be able to stand. You know, so God created them and gave them to be in charge of the garden. They were commanded to multiply and fill the earth with a generation of people that will rule the world under the rulership of God. With the people that will have dominion over the earth under the dominion of God. With the people that are going to dwell in God's presence and release the presence of God over the creation that God had created. So, but we also see, on the contrary, that in heaven there was chaos. Lucifer, the chief archangel, he had rebelled against God. What was his problem? He wanted to be worshipped. Okay? And then the Bible says that uh, Lucifer was thrown out of heaven. So Lena just read the scripture this morning, which said that uh, uh, Jesus said the devil was thrown from heaven headlong like a possessed musba. You know, he was falling like a shooting star coming down on earth. So he, he lost his, his place in heaven. Why? Because he wanted to be worshipped. Now, he had come on earth where God had given authority to man. Man was given authority, like we read, over the things on the ground, things in the air, over the entire universe. He was given dominion. He was given authority. And then Satan was thrown on the planet where man was given authority. It means this. He lost his authority and place in heaven. And he did not have it either on earth because there was a president on earth. That made him, that makes him a vagabond. It makes him a wanderer. It makes him a runner. He had nowhere to stay. This whole earth was for man. God created heaven for him as his dwelling place. He created this earth for man as his dominion, as his governing, and as his dwelling place. So we were here with authority to, to reign, to rule, to, domin to domineer over everything that God had created. So Satan is thrown from heaven, out of the presence of God, and away from his home to nowhere on earth where a man is in charge. Okay? So this guy has no place. 
He has no heaven. He has no earth. If you find yourself in that position, what do you do? You have to fight to survive. So this guy, he knew that he has no chance to go back to heaven and live there. But he has to try his best to have his home here on earth. Okay? And he knew that I have nothing here. But one thing that I have to try to do is to make, since I'm away, I'm out of the presence of God. And I have to make sure that man is out of the presence of God. So that if we stand on the eco ground, I'm going to have authority over man. What does the enemy do? He came to make man rebel against God. Man rebelled against God by disobeying. God said, do not touch on the, do not eat the fruit that is in the middle of the garden. The day that you shall eat of it, you will die. So the devil came and said to the woman, no, did God say that? God meant this, and actually, he doesn't want you to experience ABCD. The Bible says it was beautiful, it was pleasing in their eyes, and they disobeyed by eating. And you know what happened? Immediately, they lost the authority that they had. Immediately, they were thrown out of the garden, and that meant they were thrown out of the presence of God. In the Old Testament, God was not dwelling in the life of a person. He was dwelling in the presence where the ark, where the, he had chosen. Okay? The presence of God in the Old Testament in that time, like for Adam and Eve, it was in the garden. Just like we see later on for the Israelites, it was in the tabernacle, in the temple. Not in the life of a person. So these people being thrown out of the garden, it meant they were thrown away from the presence of God to the place where there were thorns and thickets, where life was so miserable for them. So the enemy took the authority and he took the keys of authority that God had originally given to man. Man was supposed to stay in the presence of God and in the obedience to his command. But we lost it. But I thank God for Jesus. Hallelujah. We thank God for Jesus. Hallelujah. Somebody give a shout of glory to the Lord. For what Jesus has done. Praise the name of God. The Bible says. When, look, when God comes to man. He says what have you done. And man gave his excuses. Instead of repenting. And he says, God, it's because of the woman that you gave. The woman says, because of the serpent, and etc. and etc. But this is something that God does. He says, the devil wants to have dominion. He wants to take the keys. He has possessed the keys, but here's something that I will do. The seed of a woman shall trample over his head, shall crush the head of the snake. And, you know, God is prophesying about the coming of Jesus and how Jesus will defeat the enemy and he take over authority and he take over life and he repossess what the enemy had stolen from you and me. So we see that Jesus came. Now, Jesus came to restore to us that which the, the enemy had taken away from you and me. So... Jesus was born as a baby. God came through human form as a baby in Jesus. He was born. He grew up. And then we see at the age of 40, Jesus had to start his mission. 
He was baptized in the river Jordan by John the Baptist. And then there is something remarkable now. In Luke chapter 4, verse 5 up to verse 8, there's something now. There's a debate going on. It's so interesting. Look at this. Verse 5. Luke chapter 4, verse 5. The devil led him up to a high place and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And he said to him, I will give you all the authority and splendor. It has been given to me, and I can give it to anyone I want to. If you worship me, it will all be yours. Jesus answered, it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Now, here's the question. The devil is saying that if you worship me, I will give you authority. I will give you the authority and the splendor over all the kingdoms of the earth. Here is the question. When was the devil given authority over all the kingdoms of the earth? When was he given splendor? When was he given this authority? So he's saying that it has been given to me and I give it to whoever I want to. He's talking to Jesus. And he's saying, all I want and all I've wanted from the beginning is worship. If you kneel before me, if you worship me, I'll give you the splendor. I'll give you the kingdoms of the earth. And Jesus said, it is written, you shall worship the Lord God and only him. So we see from the beginning, when man lost his authority, he gave it to the enemy. When we lost our authority in the Lord, we gave it to Satan. Satan took over authority. Now, Jesus had to come to take back that which was rightfully ours. He came to take back the keys. He came to take back authority and he gave it to us. He was crucified, buried, and on the third day he rose again. And he came back to his disciples and he said... All authority, all authority has been given back to me. We see in Luke chapter 4, Satan is saying that I'll give you the authority of over all the creation, over all the kingdoms of the earth. And Jesus says, you shall worship the Lord your God and only him. Now look at something in Matthew chapter 28 verse 18 and verse 19. The Bible says something. Jesus says, uh, the Bible says, Then Jesus came to the disciple and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And he says, I will be with you, teaching them of the Holy Spirit. Verse 1 says, And teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely... I will be with you always to the end of the age. Now, there's something here we have to look at. In Luke, Satan says, I have all authority over all the kingdoms of the earth. I just want to be worshipped in order to give the authority. It meant that we, have, we had no authority. 
Before Jesus died, we had no authority. The devil had taken authority away from us. Now Jesus came, he died, he rose again, and he appeared to his disciples and said, All authority has been given back to me, and I give it back to you. Hallelujah. That is the basis of our authority. I give it back to you. Do not stay here with that authority. <laughs> with getting back that authority, there is a charge. To do what? Go. Where should we go? All over the world. To the end of the earth. To all the nations. Go. So when we go to all the nations, what should we do? We have with authority to release the presence of God over God's creation and tell them the good news that authority has been given back to you and to me. The enemy has no authority anymore over our lives because Jesus has all authority. Now, it means that if Jesus has all authority, what does that mean for the devil? For the enemy who are prior had authority, it means that he has no authority anymore. And Jesus says, I give it to you. He says in Mark 16, if you believe in my name, you shall do greater things than I did. In my name, you shall cast away certain, you shall cast away the devils, you shall heal the sick in my name. Because you have the authority. Church, do you realize how much authority we have in Christ Jesus? Do you realize how much authority you have over your life? Do you realize how much authority? We have not some authority. Jesus said, all authority. <laughs> all authority. You have all authority over your life to be able to kick out every work of the darkness, to be able to release the presence of God in every situation. We have the authority to be able to release the presence of God in our time, in our generation. Because Jesus purchased that back to us. He has given us back that power which we lost in the beginning. Hallelujah. We have the keys of the kingdom. We have been given the keys of authority. So Jesus says now, go. Don't stay in one place without authority. Go to the whole nations, to the whole world. Save the souls which are under the captive of darkness. Save lives which are still under the prison of Satan because all authority has been given back to you. The original intention of God for mankind was to have dominion and rulership over everything that God created under the rulership of God. That's why in Matthew 7, Jesus says, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. So we have to make heaven invade the earth by releasing the presence of God in our time. We have a responsibility to allow heaven to invade the earth. You have a responsibility to allow the presence of God to surround your family and change situations. But you have to understand that you have authority. Until then, 
the enemy will keep on persecuting you. We keep on pushing you. We keep on crushing you with all sorts of things. But when you understand that the keys of authority has been given back to us, you will stand with boldness and say, I will never be under the oppression of the devil anymore because I have the authority of the, in the presence of God. Jesus has given it back to me. Jesus has given it back to me. We have the authority. We have the authority. You know, in Matthew, uh, in Psalms chapter 2 verse 8, the Bible says something. With that authority, the Bible says, God says, pray to me and I'll give you all nations for your inheritance. The end of the world for your possession. Just imagine how vast the world is. And God says in Psalm 2 verse 8, that I'll give you the end of the world for your possession. Meaning, with that authority, you can possess so much. You can win so many kingdoms back to God. You can win so many people back to, to Jesus. With the authority. And what does Paul say in 2 Corinthians chapter 5? He says that we are ambassadors. On earth, we are God's representatives. Here on earth, church, do you realize how much authority you have in Jesus Christ? If you realize that, you can stand to your feet and say, Devil, enough is enough. I will never again tolerate oppression in my life because I have authority. And with that authority, if you command it, it shall go in the name of Jesus. Have you read Matthew chapter 18, verse 18? With that authority, the Bible says, if you agree, two of you agree, you know, you could agree with God and the Holy Spirit. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven because all authority has been given back to you. Whatever you lose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Do you realize how much authority that you have? You know, in Methuselah last week, you read from John chapter 7, verse 37 and 38. Jesus stood with a loud proclamation. He said, Whoever believes in me, as scriptures, as scriptures said, rivers of living waters will flow from within them. And in verse 19, the Bible says, you, 39, he was talking about the Holy Spirit who was to be released on earth. He was not yet given because Jesus was not yet gone to heaven. But when Jesus was gone to heaven, he released the promise, the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> in, May, in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, the Bible says, I will give you the power when the Holy Spirit has come. I will give you authority when the Holy Spirit has come. Then you will be my witnesses. In Jerusalem, in Samaria, to the end of the earth, you will be my witnesses. And in Acts chapter 2, what happened? The Holy Spirit came. And they had the authority they were waiting for. They started going about doing great things with, a, with such authority. We have people like Paul and Silas. When they're in the prison, in prison, the Bible says they started releasing the presence of God. They started worshiping at midnight. As they were praying and worshiping, the presence of God was so eminent. It was so powerful such that the prison gates were shaken. The foundations of the prisons were shaken. 
and the doors opened. The chains broke loose because of the presence of God. Church, when you have the presence of God, you can change the world around you. When you have the presence of God, you can change situations around you. With the presence and the authority of God, Peter had. The Bible says, even his shadow could heal the sick. They were lining up in the street, and Peter was passing, and his shadow was healing those who were sick. The man moved in the presence and the authority that God had given to the church. We carry the same spirit of God today. If we understand our authority in Jesus Christ, and if we release the presence of God, we shall change and heal this world for Jesus. You just need to understand how much of the authority that you carry. The Holy Spirit in you is a powerful spirit of God. He is a healer. Okay, He brings in the power and the mind of God, the direction of God in you. But if you realize the authority that he carries in your life, you will never stay down. You will never stay down. You will rise up to your feet and say, God, use me to the end of the earth. Use me for your kingdom. Do you want to overcome problems? Do you want to fulfill your divine destiny? You need the power of his presence. You need the power of his presence to invade your life. When the presence of God envelops you, you know, people even say yes where they're supposed to say no to you. We have all these testimonies about the servants of God who changed situations, who changed this world, who turned it upside down for Jesus. They were called men who turned the world upside down just because they carried the presence of God. Having the presence of God with us is much more than riches or fame or power. Because you can do so much with the presence of God, church. You can do so much with the Holy Spirit. The Bible says in the presence of God, there is fullness of joy. What does that mean when we say now, in the absence of God? Where there's no presence of God? There's frustration. If in the presence of God, there's fullness of joy. It means that outside the presence of God, there is frustration. Multiple demons, discouragement, sorrow, fear, death, suicide, distress, and name it. All those things, they have authority. When you are not in the presence of God. But when you are in the presence of God and you realize your authority in Jesus. You will speak things and things will come to pass. Elijah was a man full of who understood his authority such that he closed the heavens and opened them. He commanded rains to come and he commanded rains to go. Such authority. Such authority. People who understood their authority and they moved with the presence of God. They divided the seas. Moses divided the seas. Joshua divided the river Jordan with the authority and the presence of God. 
Moses commanded, he spoke to the stone, he, he gushed out water out of the rock with the presence of God. Paul and Silas, they healed those who were demoniac with the presence of God. You know, there's just so much you can do when the presence of God has enveloped you. You speak to that sickness and that sickness will leave you instantly. You speak to situations and situations will bow down. To the extent that Jesus says, you speak to the mountains and the mountains will obey and be thrown in the ocean, in the seas. That's how much authority we carry. I pray that may we release that authority in our time in the name of Jesus. With that authority, I pray that may we release the presence of God in our time in the name of Jesus. The question I would like to ask you and me is this. Do you have the presence of God with you? Oh, have you lost his presence? Do you realize the authority that you have in Christ Jesus? What are you doing with it? Imagine how much God will ask us one day how we used the authority that we have. Imagine how much we can do. The list is endless. People were sick. We have a guy, a, a lady in the Bible by the name of Dorcas. He was dead. He was dead. He died. And people were crying. They were crying. And they called to the disciples like, we can't afford to lose this lady. She has changed so many lives. We want her. God has taken her home. But because this man had the authority in the presence of God, he commanded her to come back and God released her back. Dorcas came back to life. He came, she came back to life. God had no option but to let her go because the servant of God had asked that God bring her back. They want her right now. Imagine how much you can do with the authority in the Lord and how much you can do with the presence of God. Jesus' friend had died. He was decaying. There was mortification playing. You know, four days had passed. He was buried. And Jesus came and prayed and said, Father, I know you always hear me. <laughs> when you are in the presence of God, God will always hear you. He says, I know you always hear me. And you grant me everything that I ask you. Jesus says, ask anything in my name which shall be given to you. That's what he promised you and me. Jesus said to his father, I know you always hear me. But for their sake, Lazarus, come back forth. And God had to let go of Lazarus to come back to life. The body started healing instantly. He started walking and they had to let him go. Imagine how much you can do with the presence of God in your life. You will change cities upside down. You end all those problems in your families and in your life with the presence of God. There's no sickness that cannot be healed. In the presence of God, everything else bows down. Everything else bows down. Everything else bows down. Name it and I'll tell you that it bows down to the presence of God. 
Doesn't the Bible say at the mention of the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow down? I want us to stand. And I want you this morning to really think about the presence of God in your life. I want us to sing uh, that song they can play for us, Oceans. As that song, that song is playing, I want you to think about the presence of God. And pray to the Holy Spirit to release that presence in your life. I want us today to release the presence of God in each other's life. I want today to speak in you to speak in someone's life and command situations to live. And command sicknesses to live. In the presence of God, again I'll repeat this, everything else bows down. If there is anything else in this house, it has to bow down today, this minute, in the presence of God. If all of us releases the presence.